Hi everyone, welcome back to the channel. Do you feel defeated sometimes even though you know you're a child of God, even though you know that Jesus won the victory for you? 1 Corinthians 15 57 tells us, But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, we are victorious over sin, we're victorious over death. But sometimes, why do we still feel defeated as children of God, as a child of God adopted into the kingdom of God? Why do we still sometimes go through life defeated by sin? Why do we still feel tempted and give in to those temptations? So in this video, I'm going to go into Joshua 7 and the theme is about idols and how idols can make us liable to still being defeated by our sins. So we spend a lot of time going in, being in Deuteronomy, reminding ourselves of how God warns us to uh, be obedient to Him, and there is a, there are blessings to being obedient to God and His commands and precepts and His laws. And yet we see that the Israelites do sin over and over again. And Joshua 7 is really a, an example of that, a pretty big example of experiencing defeat after a big victory, the fall of the wall of Jericho. It was a huge victory for the Israelites. Joshua had done a great job preparing the Israelites, consecrating them and being obedient to God, doing what he said, walking, marching around the walls of Jericho and God gave them victory. Now in Joshua 7, we see that, that after that victory, they were defeated and Joshua was just so confused and was so torn and literally tore his robes in frustration about why God did we suffer defeat after I thought I had done everything right to prepare the people. So let's go into Joshua 7. Let's read. But the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to the devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Simri, the son of Sarah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth Aven, to the east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said, Not all the army will have to go up against Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it, and do not weary the whole army, for only a few people live there. So about three thousand went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about thirty-six of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Pardon your servant, Lord. What can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? The Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? 
The Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Go, consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There are devoted things among you, Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe the Lord chooses shall come forward clan by clan. The clan the Lord chooses shall come forward family by family. And the family the Lord chooses shall come forward man by man. Whoever is caught with a devoted thing shall be destroyed by fire along with all that belongs to him. He has violated the covenant of the Lord and has done an outrageous thing in Israel. Early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward tribe by tribes, and Judah was chosen. The clans of Judah came forward and the Sarahites, Sarahites were chosen. He had the clan of the Sarahites come forward by families, and Zimri was chosen. Joshua had his family come forward man by man, and Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Simri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was chosen. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and honor him. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan replied, It's true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was, hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, the gold bar, his sons and daughters, his cattle, donkeys, and sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring t- trouble on you today. Then all Israel stoned him. And after they had stoned the rest, they burned them. Over Achan, they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, the place has been called the Valley of Achor ever since. So what happened in this story? As I had retraced the story a little bit for you already at the beginning of this video, how they had victory in Jericho, and so now they spied out Ai to take over Ai. So then Joshua sent men to spy out Ai to see how many men they would need to go in and conquer that land. And so they did their homework, they did their research. They uh, went up to Ai and saw that, oh, Ai isn't that intimidating. We don't really need to bring the whole army to exhaust the whole army. All you need is about two or 3,000 men to attack Ai. The victory should be easy. 
So they were confident that they should be able to attack Ai after they did the homework, after Joshua knew that he had prepared the people after this great victory. Ai was probably a much easier um, conquest than Jericho looking from the outside. So Joshua was pretty confident that these two, three thousand men would be able to defeat the men of Ai. But it didn't turn out that way. The men of, they actually had to flee from the men of Ai and they were defeated. And this defeat just made Joshua so frustrated, so sad, and he was mourning. He tore his clothes. He fell on the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord till evening. It was this devastating loss. One, it was very shocking that how could they have lost? How could they have been defeated by the men of Ai and killed 36 people? from the army, the hearts of the people melted and became as water. So this is a very discouraging defeat. And Joshua was questioning, questioning God, God, how could you allow us to be defeated by the men of Ai? Haven't I done everything I needed to do? And he was so depressed and he was so sad and shocked and mourning and grieving that he actually said, God, it would have been better if we didn't even cross the Jordan. He would have for, for gone seeing the miracle at the Jordan River, for gone seeing the miracle at Jericho, then to have experienced this defeat at Ai. So what did Joshua do? What he did was right because he went to God first. When something doesn't go our way, when something we don't understand, why are we defeated by a certain defeat that shouldn't be? When it doesn't make sense, I've done everything, I've prepared everything, how come I've, I'm still defeated? So the lesson we can learn here is that when we feel defeated, when we feel like we don't understand what's going on, we can either blame ourselves, blame God, or investigate what else could have made us liable to defeat. So when Joshua went to God about this defeat, God made it clear to him what the issue was. We just need to ask him when you come up with a problem, you feel defeated and you feel like you've done everything you could to repair yourself. You feel like you've consecrated yourself. You've dedicated this to the Lord, asked for God's blessing, prayed about it, but yet you end up in defeat. You need to go ask God because God will make it clear to us. We can try to be our own investigators and ask other humans, what happened? Why did I suffer defeat here? But we really need to go to God first if we believe that God knows it all and he does indeed know it all. And if we believe that God wants us to succeed, we go to God first and believe that he will give us the knowledge to succeed. And Joshua was right to go to God first in his distress. Verse 12 says, Therefore the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things among you. Our personal sin can affect the larger community in ways we don't even know. God can't be for us or use us fully when we're still holding on to our idols because our idols will hold us back and not just us but our idols can even hold back our faith community from being blessed by God. So what are we to do to make sure that idols are not holding us liable, that our idols are not holding us back and our faith community back? 
Number one, identify what objects of devotion is making me liable to harm from the enemy and encouraging our faith community to do the same. We need to investigate and identify. Acha knew right away. He didn't even hesitate. He knew what happened. He knew that he was tempted to take all these devoted things and hide them in his tent. And so we know deep in our hearts what we are holding on to, what idols we're holding on to, we're hiding, and those idols are unknowingly holding us back. And be thankful that the defeat comes because that defeat, when you feel like you've done everything you can and defeat comes, that's a red flag that maybe you're really not doing everything you can. Maybe you haven't totally fully consecrated your heart to God and there are things you're still hiding in those deep dark corners of your heart that you need the Holy Spirit to shine a light on. See, that's the idol you're still holding on to. See, that's the one thing that's holding you back, that's making you liable to the attack of the enemy. So number one, investigate and identify what idols are still holding you back in your heart. Number two, confess and repent for what you have done. Like Achan did, he confessed, he says, it is true, I agree. We agree with God when we repent. We agree, Lord, that we have been holding back these idols from you, and I want to release them to you. I want to bring it all out, like Achan brought all his thought, his, his idols out and laid them out before the Lord, laid them out before Israel, confessed to God, lay it all out, let the Holy Spirit shine that light into your heart and let you release that to God and ask him, Please, Lord, I, I confess that I have sin. I have hidden these idols in my heart, and I want you to burn them and get rid of them so that I will be truly victorious in you every single day of my life. And number three, be grateful that we're forgiven because of Jesus Christ. It was really sad and tragic to read how Achen was stoned because of his sin. I just want to remind you again that the Old Testament harsh physical punishment was for us to see how devastating it is to keep idols, how devastating it is that one person's sin can make the whole tribe, make the whole nation be defeated by the enemy. So that was an illustration God wanted the Israelites to be very clear on. He did not want, it, want them to even doubt the fact that God is so holy that even one person sinning, that person needed to be punished because God is holy and he wants to preserve and use this group of Israelites to be set apart for his purposes of bringing the forth, the seed, the Messiah to save the entire world. So thank God in this new relationship that we have with Jesus Christ in this new covenant, we don't have to be stoned to death because we're holding on to idols in our hearts. We can receive forgiveness after we confess, after we repent. Be grateful that we can receive forgiveness because we are now forgiven in Jesus Christ. We don't have to be punished like Achan. So renew our minds and renew our hearts once again and ask God that we want to be used by Him, that we want to burn those idols. We want to know what they are, lay them before Him and let God burn them up so we can be fully used by Him and receive His blessings and true victory every day in Christ Jesus. Know that this victory that we have in Jesus Christ is ours 
don't take that for granted. Don't go back to the old ways that we're tempted to go back to. Know that the victory is yours. Don't take that for granted that Jesus had died for us once and for all over sin and death. And that victory is ours because the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead again lives in us. Can you believe that? That the Holy Spirit, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that burst the tomb open, and Jesus was resurrected that Sunday morning, that spirit lives in you. So in him, you are victorious to overcome sin and death forever and for eternity, and also victorious in overcoming the temptations of sin that we face every single day. We know that we can't be plucked away from God. We're safe in his hands once you've come to a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. We're in his hands. But you know what the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants to make your life as miserable as possible so that you feel like a defeated Christian every day. When he knows we're going to heaven, but he wants to make our life here on earth miserable. Or the other extreme is that he wants us to be so happy that we feel so selfish that we want to just add on to our own prosperity and wealth that we forget everybody else and we even forget God. But a lot of times, the enemy wants to make you feel defeated. So remember that you are victorious in Christ and you can always draw that strength and that encouragement from God as you spend time with him every day, asking God to renew your mind and give you a new heart, a heart that is aligned with his, a heart that breaks for the things of God, a heart that is really yearning for the things of heaven so that you can live every day walking confidently in faith and in him. Thank you for watching. I hope this was a blessing to you. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. See you in the next video. Bye.